and welcome to episode three of the Glamorgan Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Miller, and today I will talk about the events on the field over the last couple of weeks, chat with Captain Jack Rudolph about the season so far and the upcoming 2020. I also got a chance to chat with Tim van der Hoogten about his first month at the club. He's really, really enjoying it, but I will let him explain that to you a bit better. Also, young and Iron Donald has a go at the brain of glam quiz. Poor kid. So, to the cricket. There have been two championship games since the last episode. The first at home to Worcester was severely abbreviated by rain. There was only play on the first two days, and the majority of that was taken up by Worcestershire batting. Brett D'Oliveira made 202 not out as he became the last in the line of the first grandfather, father, and son, all to have made a double century in first-class cricket. Worcestershire eventually declared on 456 for six, with exciting prospect Joe Clark also making 100. When it was Glamorgan's turn to bat, things went badly. It was only 20 overs of their first innings before the rain arrived and didn't depart for two whole days. In that time, Glamorgan managed to lose four wickets and they found themselves 42 for four. It's always difficult to know what would have happened had they managed to get out and play again, and Glamorgan's lower order have been good at making runs in recent times. But they won't have been too disappointed to see the bad weather appear and then not relent. The next game was against Gloucestershire in Bristol. And it was jam-packed full of positives for Glamorgan for the first three and a half days. Graham Wagg was back in the wickets, refinding the late swing that makes him so effective. Tim van der Hoogden was in the wickets as well, as Glamorgan bowled their hosts out for 262, having decided that they wanted to bowl first at them. When they batted a 70 from Will Bragg and an agonizingly close to 199 from David Lloyd allowed them to make a first innings lead, finishing on 330 all out. It might well have been more, but Wag was struck on the arm on 55 and was forced to retire hurt, and he didn't take any further part in the match. The good news there is that it doesn't seem to have had any lasting impact. He was available for selection for the game against Essex, which is taking place as we speak. More on that in the next episode. In Gloucestershire's second innings, late-order runs from Craig Miles, David Payne and Jack Taylor took them to 336, setting Glamorgan a target of 269 to win. A superb opening stand between Jack Rudolph and Mark Wallace took Glamorgan to 87 for none before a batting collapse saw them lose eight wickets for 33 runs, eventually being bowled out for 143 to lose by 125 runs. It was a bit of blow for the side, and in a members' Q&A, just during the lunch break of the first day of that, coach Robert Croft was honest enough to say that performances haven't been good enough, but he made it very clear that everyone in the playing and coaching staff are working very hard to put things right. Hopefully, that will come good sooner rather than later. Once this Essex game finishes, focus will turn to 2020, with the first game taking place at the Oval against Surrey. It looks like there's going to be a big crowd and it'll be on telly on Sky Sports, which is exciting for those that can't make the trip to be able to watch the game. In between times, there was the exciting news that Dale Stain is arriving as soon as his stint with the Gujarat Lions in the Indian Premier League is over. Everyone at the club was trying to keep it quiet, but when Dale Stain tweeted out asking whether or not there was any decent fishing opportunities in Glamorgan, I think quite a few people realised that he was a potential signing and that it was on the cards. As things stand at the moment, his side finished top of the Indian Premier League table, although he isn't actually in the playing 11 as things stand. He's definitely playing at least two more games. The earliest he will be done will be the 27th of May. From Glamorgan's point of view, they'll be hoping that the Gujarat Lions don't do too much better. And he's here in time for the game against Essex which takes place on Wednesday the 1st of June the first home game of their season it will be great to have him here and his extra pace will be a much much 
needed asset for Glamorgan in that particular format of the game and he will do a fine job before Sean Tate arrives for the second half of the season. I had a chat with Jacques Rudolph about the season so far and about the news that Dale Steyn is coming. Here he is. So really lucky to be joined here by club captain Jack Rudolph to talk about the season so far and look forward to the upcoming 2020s. Obviously Jacques, it's been a tricky season for you guys so far. How are the club doing? Um, considering the season we had last year in the Fora competition, um, we obviously had very high hopes for this season. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't gone well for us in the first five games. I think it's quite sad that we couldn't pull a win through um, on Wednesday against Gloucester. We were in a very strong position. Um, but the only thing I can reiterate as captain is that the guys keep giving their best and we keep preparing well. And once the ship turns for us, I think uh, we can run with that momentum. In terms of doing things different, do you think it's just a case of putting those good performances that you've had in patches this season together for a whole game and then the results should start coming? Yeah, 100%. I I think um, the game on Wednesday where we lost against Bristol, we, we played really well for th three and a half days. We had one very bad hour and that basically cost us the game. And I think, like you say, uh, we need to patch all three f um, disciplines well together. Um, and I think that was one of our strengths last season and I think we can learn from that. So looking forward to the 2020, obviously the news has been announced today that we're going to have fellow South African Dale Steyn arriving. Is that exciting for the club to have such a big name arriving? Yeah, 100%. Um, Dale's a good friend of mine and we've played with and against each other for many years. Um, he's a brilliant guy to have in your dressing room, quite energetic. Um, I think the change in format will also be good for us, so um, I'm really excited about that. Do you think the reset format and maybe looking at doing things slightly differently, is that something you're looking forward to as a club to just kind of say, right, okay, obviously first few games has been a struggle, but here's an opportunity for us to start, almost start over? Um, I think it's important for us to finish well um, this first six weeks of 4A cricket, um, not to be too far focused ahead on the game on Thursday against Surrey. Um, but uh, it does bring a new energy, like we had a good T20 net today and you can see the guys are, there's, there's a lot more vibe around the, our, our dressing room. Um, so I think it will be a nice mental break for the boys and uh, when we do play 4A cricket again after this, we've got to make sure that we, we know what we're about. And I saw Colin Ingram had a bat in his hand today, hoping that he'll be back for that game against Surrey at the Oval. Yeah, and at this moment in time, it definitely looks like it. Um, he's going to play a warm-up game on Monday to basically gauge where his fitness is. But um, I must say he's very excited to be back in the nets again and to be playing. So, fingers crossed for a decent performance. You obviously, you're hoping that there's going to be a decent crowd here for the first game when you guys are playing here in two weeks' time the first home game I'm thinking of now um, obviously hopefully people will turn out to watch you and Colin and Dale doing what your guys are doing yeah, I think um, it's always nice to play back at home uh, we always get good crowds out here and I think um, with the likes of Dale signing for us and, and Sean Tate um, hopefully they can put some bums on the seat and uh, we can get some nice crowds out here all the best thanks so joined here by Tim van der Huchten oh, hopefully I've said that okay the new signing for Glamorgan this season, Dutch bowler, played at the World T20. First off, I suppose lots of Glamorgan fans would be interested in your experiences at the World T20. I know it was a while ago now, but I'm sure most of them haven't heard much about it so far. How did you find it? Was it a valuable experience? Yeah, it was. Um, it's always a valuable experience being able to play for the Netherlands against international sides. Um, and to be able to do that in another country in different conditions was a great experience and something I'll... I, I learnt a lot from, I, I take a lot from. Lots of people were impressed by the performance against Bangladesh, but obviously the result 
probably didn't go your way. Do you guys did you guys walk away from that game feeling that probably you should have won it and should have made it into the main draw? Yeah, we were pretty disappointed, really. I thought after our 20 overs in the field, I thought we restricted them, especially from them being 90 off 10 to 150. I thought that was a, a score that we could easily chase down. We started well with a bat, and then the last 10 just didn't go our way, and our batters couldn't finish the job off. So, yeah, we walked away very disappointed, and in the end, it was only six or seven runs, and you could easily find places in the game where we could have drawn back those six or seven runs. So, yeah, it was very disappointing. If you think about that too long, that might be a few sleepless nights. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You've got to, especially in a tournament like that where you've got a game in a couple of days, you've got to, you've got to get over that pretty quickly um, and then try and move on. So we, we did move on from it, um, but looking back on it, it was disappointing. So moving on to talk about Glamorgan and the season so far, obviously results-wise it's been disappointing for you guys, but from a personal point of view, have you found being around the club an enjoyable experience so far? Yeah, like you mentioned, it has been a, a disappointing start. Um, we've played well in patches. We just we probably haven't put a full game together yet, um, which is disappointing. And hopefully we can do that on uh, starting Sunday against Essex. Um, personally, I'm really enjoying being around Glamorgan. The players and the staff are amazing. The facilities are great. Um, and I think we've got a good bunch of um, guys that are very talented that, that can go a long way. So... Hopefully the results start going our way and we start playing a bit better. How's it been in terms of playing day in, day out, week in, week out? Obviously something, I suppose, reasonably new to you. Is it something you're enjoying? How's the body holding up? It is very foreign to me. Uh, I haven't played a lot of four-day cricket and playing four, four out of the five in five weeks is, has been a bit of a shock to the system. Um, at the moment I'm holding up all right, but it is a long season, so I'll see how I go after after a couple more but at the moment I'm enjoying enjoying the the chance to play a lot so hopefully I can keep keep playing and have you got your county cricket lingo down have you got your greys on and you know duke and all those other things that they talk about do you have any idea what they're talking about in the dressing room there are a few uh different sayings that I don't really understand I just nod my head and go along with it and pretend that I do actually understand so um hopefully I can pick it up by the end but yeah struggling a little bit at the moment Hopefully there'll be more cracking flags than Duke for you. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So the big focus now is going to be a moving away from four-day stuff into 2020, a format that you're more familiar with and obviously had success at, at the very highest level. Is, it, is that something the squad itself is looking forward to, maybe a chance to kind of put the results that we've had in the four-day stuff behind them and move forward to try and achieve something slightly different in a change of format? Yeah, definitely. Well, obviously, we've still got the four-day game um, this week that we need to play well in, but then it's kind of a, a little reset button that we can uh, start again and um, start start off fresh in a, in a new competition and hit the ground running and hopefully start that well and, yeah, look to, to progress through later in the stages. Perfect. Thank you very much, Tim, and hopefully I'll be speaking to you again soon. The next victim for the Brain of Glam quiz I have in front of me is Aniron Donald. Hello, Aniron. How are you? Very good, thank you. Looking forward to this. Obviously, highlight of your week, you would say, wouldn't you? Absolutely. I've been doing my revision every night. That's good. It's good to know. You can tell it's not been long since you left school because you are depressingly young. I think I might actually be old enough to be your dad, which makes me feel very sad and very old. Right, okay, so there's 90 seconds on the clock for this, right? Yeah. And there are, in theory, 20 questions to answer, but nobody's got that far. So if you're not sure, you feel free to say, I'm not sure. 
we're going to start the clock now, and there are, in theory, as I said, 20 points on offer. Right? Here we go. Pressure's on. Right. Start. Who got 99 versus Gloucestershire this week? David Lloyd. Correct. The best bowling figures in a test innings is 10 for 53. Who got those figures? Um, no, Jim Laker. Which county has a white rose as his emblem? Yorkshire. Correct. Which team is Joss Butler playing for in the IPL? Knight uh, Riders. Mumbai Indians. Who scored the most runs for Glamorgan in the 2020 blast in 2015? Graham Wagg. It was Jacques Rudolph. Who's the leading wicket taker for Glamorgan in the 2020 blast in 2015? Michael Hogan. Dean Koska. <laughs> <laughs> Which Glamorgan bowler took three for 21 versus Bangladesh at the 2016 World T20? Tim van der Gooten. Correct. Brian Lara has the highest ever score in first class cricket. What is it? 5-0-1. Correct. Who has the highest first class innings for Glamorgan? Um, Steve James. Correct. There's a bit of cheating going on there. Uh, <laughs> who is the leading wicket taker in test cricket? Uh, you said it already. Marissa. Correct. <laughs> Which Indian batsman has scored 400s in this year's IPL? Virat Kohli. Correct. Which Hampshire batsman made his test debut at Headingley this week? Uh, James Vince. Correct. Which county play their home games at Grace Road? Leicester. Correct. In which city would you find the Gabba cricket ground? Uh, Brisbane. Correct. We'll have one more. How many methods of dismissal are there in cricket? Ten. Correct. So I make that nine out of 15 questions answered. How are you, how are you feeling about that performance now? Bit disappointed. Um, who who is ahead of me? Who is the so so far? We've had two people take the quiz. They've both got eleven, and it was Waggy and David Lloyd who have got eleven each. So of experience, isn't it? I think so. I think you've been. You know, maybe maybe next year when you come back, you'll have a bit more a bit more under your belt in terms of getting these questions right. But you know, I think it's a creditable performance. Teammates, which is a bit disappointing. <laughs> you weren't around as much for 2015. No, that's why I'm claiming, obviously. You were too busy being with England under-19s. Right, thank you very much for joining me for the quiz. No, I, I'm sure you will have a more interesting day from now on. Take care, mate. I hope so. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode of the Glamorgan Cricket Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and hopefully you're telling your friends who are Glamorgan fans all about it. I will be back again in a couple of weeks to talk about the game against Essex and also the start of the 2020. I'm hopeful the club will let me have some time with Dale Stain if he can spare me five minutes. So fingers crossed we will get to hear from him about his first experience as being a new Glamorgan player. Take care of yourselves. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.